ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. so good to be back on with you how you doing my friend well i tell you we have been extremely busy over here it's just uh been extremely busy god has been doing some great things and moving and uh we just been caught up with all that and uh, i'm so blessed to be and honored to be back on the omega man radio <laughs> likewise man um folks it's an honor to bring back pastor bill french Luke418radio.com, 24-hour stream, and you can be part of the Luke418 Church. We'll tell you more about that in this program. Um, Folks, just getting started, invite someone to tune in. Uh, During this program also, Pastor Bill's going to pray, and uh, if we have time, we'll do a mini-mass deliverance. Brother Bill, would you like to open us in prayer? Absolutely. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we ask that you open our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears, that you convict our heart, illuminate our mind. Father God, we ask for a fresh anointing, a greater anointing with a greater grace. Anoint my words. Father God, we ask right now that you will pour out such a movement of the Holy Spirit that you will just permeate, touch the hearts of the men and women that are needing this word in Jesus Christ's mighty name. We just bind every demon to hell that has come to steal, kill, and destroy our lives. We shake ourselves loose from it. We command them to go to the pit. We command by the authority of Jesus Christ. We place the blood of Jesus Christ around this transmission that it will go worldwide. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Amen. Again, welcome, everybody. And Pastor Bill? The mic is yours. You got all the time you want. Praise the Lord. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Thank you for tuning in to the Omega Man Radio Live with Pastor Bill French and Shannon Davis. Let me share with you that uh, we're going to dive into the Word of God, something we're going to bring out, a revelation that many of you are not even aware of. You know, In Ephesians chapter 6, it talks about that we fight against principalities. We fight against fallen angels. We fight against sin. We fight against demons. And this is our ongoing fight 24-7, 365 days a year. 
And we need to be well-tuned in spiritual warfare. Many Christians today are not. They're being slaughtered by the enemy because they don't know how to pick up their sword. They don't know how to pick up their shield of faith. They don't know how to speak forth the power of God that will be released out of their mouth, out of the vocal cords against the enemy to stop, to bind, and to loose God's peace, God's revelation, God's word to set the captives free. And this is really uh, not good news because the church is not being trained this way. And a lot of that has to do as Satan is in the church and that he wants to destroy the church and stop the church in its track from liberating the lost and educating and building up the body of Christ. There is such a spiritual warfare that's taking place, and we need to get involved now into it. We need to be trained up. We need to be educated. We need to learn how to swing our swords. We need to learn how to speak forth the power of God and seeing results in people's lives being set free. There's on the other hand that God tells us to no longer sin. And John, first John chapter three, it talks about saints do not sin. You see, a lot of us didn't get the memo because we just thought, well, you, you just have this fire insurance that you accept Christ as your personal savior, Romans 10, 9 and 10. And then you follow through through water baptism, Romans chapter six. And uh, then you're hunky door. Everything's good. And if you die, you just go to heaven. And that's all you've been taught. You might have been taught, well, now you got to share your faith. But, you know, how did that go? <laughs> so so the thing is, is that, you know, you're out there trying to walk this Christian life, but you come against all this opposition that are just kicking your butt and you just go back into your sinful life and you figure, well, that's how I just have to put up with sin for the rest of my life. But you don't understand that the church has fallen, has uh, fallen from grace, you can say, from educating you, teaching you how to fight the good fight, how to stay free, how to walk in holiness and righteousness. And it's, and it's just put back on the church where, like I said earlier, the Satan has gone into the church and really has uh, really <laughs> has uh, uh, slowed down the church from becoming all that it can be. But uh, we just praise God for the Omega Man Radio Live, and we praise the Lord for the Luke418radio.com that is broadcasting 24-7, preaching the Word of God, truth, and showing you how to get free, how to stand up to the devil, how to sling your sword, how to uh, uh, pull up the, the shield of faith and walk in faith as God commands us. You know, the church needs to be re-educated instead of the sloppy, agape Jesus that's out there that's this warm, fuzzy, white, blue skies and warm, white clouds. You know what I mean? <laughs> blue skies and white clouds. And so we need to, this is a world Jesus. This is not the Jesus that's coming with war. Next time he shows up, he's coming with war. He's coming with the saints to do war against the dragon, against Satan. And I'll tell you something. I read the, Bob, the book to the end and we win. So pray. Praise God for that. But there's some things how Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy our lives that we need to know about. We need to know about these secret sins in our heart that 
when we do secret sins in our heart, guess what happens? We open an ungodly spiritual door, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, and we allow the devil to come in and set up camp and torment us. We've given him a legal right to do this. And we need to stand up and say no to the devil and yes to the Holy Spirit, yes to truth, and start walking in obedience of holiness and righteousness to Father God. He commands us to live in holiness and righteousness. He commands us to be perfect as he is perfect. That's not being taught today. We got to come up with we come up with some all kinds of excuses, you know. Well, we're just not perfect. Well, excuse me. You're if you're living in this world, you're not perfect. But if you've been transformed by Jesus Christ, you are perfect because God says you are perfect. And if you're gonna say and stand up to God and say, You're a liar, God, you know, I'm not perfect, then you're listening to the devil and you're not listening to what God has to say in your life. This is why we're so defeated because we're listening to Satan and his demons instead of the true word of God, what God commands you to walk in holiness and righteousness and we don't believe God. You see, folks, if you start standing up and understanding who you are in Christ Jesus, that you are a son and daughter of the Most High God, God has empowered you, given you authority over all all the enemy over all the enemy's power. He's given you wisdom beyond wisdom. He's given you wisdom even greater than the wisdom that he gave to Satan. You know, the word of God says that he wants you to be wise as a serpent, but be gentle as a dove. But when the devil comes up to you and starts harassing you and starts poking fun at you and wants to beat you up, that's when you pull out your sword and you whack them good and you take them down and send them back to the pit. You have all that power and authority. All heaven itself is backing you up. But you see, this is what Satan is afraid of, the church recognizing who they are and where they're seated in the heavenlies. And the anointing and the power and the grace of God that he has poured out upon your life. That's why many of you are being tormented right now. You're going through the baptism of suffering. The baptism of suffering. Let me share with you in uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 38. But let me give you a little bit in the context there. It's talking about these uh uh, these disciples were talking with Jesus, and they said, "Hey, listen, you know, hey Jesus, you know, we want to be up, we want to be with you, we want to be sit up in the throne room with you, we want, we want, you know, we're asking you permission, but we want to be with you, we want to be in the in the leadership there." And Jesus said to them, "You don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering?" That I'm about to drink? Are you able to be baptized with baptism of suffering? That I must be baptized with? Wow, that was some heavy questions there. It kind of pushed them back and like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You know, I thought we were buds, Jesus. I thought we could just hang out together and be in the leadership and, you know, you know, be all cool. But you see, There's things you have to go through in order to get to obtain what Jesus attained. And some of you right now are going through the baptism of suffering. That means if you look at the life of Jesus, when he was arrested, then he went to the whipping post. 
He was stripped of his garments, and they took the nine cattails whip that had metal and glass and other things in it and ripped his flesh off his bone. There was not one any area in his body that was not whipped. And their blood was just like a river all over the place. And he did this for you and me. In Isaiah 53, it states that by his stripes, I am healed. And we declare that by faith. And we speak that by faith. And then he went on to the cross and he was nailed to a cross for the remissions of your sins and mine. You see, folks, his blood washed our sins away. And when we come into the kingdom of God, we have to take this seriously. And it's sacred. It's sacred. It's sacred. That's a word that we don't hear today. It's sacred. We have to treat this as very sacred. We have to understand that we're no longer connected to this world. The Bible says you're aliens. Imagine that. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You're a new species. Out of the two, the Gentile and the Jews, you became a new man. He created a new man out of the two. You're a new species. You're an alien to this world. You don't belong to this world. You are living in the kingdom of God. And so the church is, uh, has really poorly taught you how to live in the kingdom of God. No, you're saved. You got fire insurance and just go out there, try to do the best you can. And then your best you can is that you're falling in sin over and over again. And then you're, 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 you're being condemned. And it's a horrible place because when we sin, we open up these ungodly spiritual doors and condemnation comes in. Sickness and disease, demons come in and start setting up camp and controlling us and building strongholds in our life. And so we are receiving this baptism of suffering. Is, you see, that baptism of suffering, folks, was demonic. All that torture. What Jesus went through, the nailing of the cross, taking the spear and poking it into the side, it was all demonic. They were having a field day and destroying Jesus the Christ. And you know, folks, this is so important that we understand this. Some of you have willfully sinned and allowed the baptism of suffering to come in your life, and you probably didn't even know about that. There's something that many Christians are doing today. I don't hear any messages about it. We just kind of like poo-poo, read over it, and we just move on, never going deep. And we're in the baptism of suffering. And we're in that baptism suffering. Many Christians don't know what to do. They don't know how to pray. They don't know how to pray in power. You call pastor, uh, you, you call a uh, um, um, you call the Omega man and, and he'll pray with power and authority and see uh, miracles take place in your life being healed and delivered. But most of the Christians today, they don't know how to do that. They haven't been trained properly. That's why you need to tune in to the Omega Man live daily. You need to tune into the Luke418radio.com daily to be trained up. And spiritual warfare and praying for others and walking in faith. 
You know, God gives us a instruction what to do when the baptism of suffering falls upon us. It says this in James chapter 1, it says, My brethren, my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Number one thing he says, he says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations. You count it all joy. He didn't say when you fall into various trials and temptations, then you count it all joy. No, he's not trying to tell you that you count it all joy that you're in this trial. You're, you, you know, you're not, oh, I'm just so joyful. I'm in this heartache trial, all this hardship. I'm just so happy. <laughs> no, 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 no. You see, he's giving you an instruction. You get back to the joy zone. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your salvation. You see, you can't fight the devil. You can't bind the devil. You can't free yourself when you're depressed. You can't free yourself when you're angry. Those emotions will work against you and bring you in bondage. The word of God here is very clear that you get to the joy zone. How do you get to your joy zone? In Ephesians chapter 5, uh, chapter 5, it talks about somewhere around uh, 15, 14 through uh, 20. It talks about that, that you need to uh, start singing the word of God. Start praising him, talking with God. That's why Luke 418 Radio has 24-7 Christian music playing. So the presence of God, the anointing of God, the, the music itself pushes back the darkness in your life. Every song that's on the Luke 418 Radio being played 24-7 has been ha- handpicked and has an anointing always pointing to Jesus, always pointing to Jesus. The presence of God is so thick and powerful when you listen to that station. The anointing is there. It just pushes the darkness. It brings peace into your home. That's why God wanted us to start that station. It's a powerful station. Now, getting back to our teaching here, God says, get back to the joy zone, singing in your heart, making melody in heart, you know, with hymns and spiritual songs, you know, drawing close to God, just thanking him, praising him. It works, folks. It works when you're being under attack. It works when you're in the baptism of suffering. It works when you're in jail. Apostle Paul worked out this instruction there, and when he went into jail, he just didn't sit there and moan and groan and complain to God, why, why? I I went out there preaching the gospel, and they, they flogged me, they beat me up, and they threw me in this dark, stinky, smelly uh, uh, bacteria prison. Why, why, why did you allow this to happen? So immediately he started going into praise and worship to the Lord, getting that connection. Why did he do that? To get a connection with God. And when you get that connection with God, all heaven is backing you up then. The Holy Spirit is empowering you to endure, to endure, to endure to the end. So you can start at that trial and finish the end. The word of God says we overcome this world as Jesus overcame this world. 
Folks, some of you need to hear this. This is a now word for you. You've been struggling out there. You've been just being tossed from to and fro for the enemy is just really having their way with you. But this message is giving you hope today. And so we find in James chapter 1, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Wow. When we fall into this various trials, it's there for a purpose. It's there for a purpose. It's there to test you. You've been going to church. You've been hearing the message. And guess what? God has recorded on a book how many messages you listen to, and now he's testing you to see if you really apply those messages in your life. That's why these various trials come in, the temptations come in, to see if you are going to pass the test. Knowing that the testing of your faith, now it's your faith. The word of God says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, the just, the saints, that's who we are shall live by faith. We're not going to be doing part-time faith when we go to church and living like hell Monday through Saturday. We are to live by faith 24-7, 365 days a year. You see, in the Hebrews chapter 11, 6, it says that it's impossible to please God without faith. And in Hebrews 10, 38, it says this, it says, the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in you. So if you're not living by faith, then God doesn't have pleasure in you. You're not pleasing him. But if you are living by faith, and you're walking by faith, and you're speaking by faith, and you're living by faith, God says, Because you diligently seek God and walk with him, he's going to reward you for that. We find in Romans chapter 14, 23, it states that anything that's not of faith is sin. Whoa! What did you say, Pastor Bill? In Romans chapter 14, verse 23, it states that anything that's not of faith is sin. See, folks, you might not be doing these big sins on the outside, but it's in your heart. You're not living by faith 365 days a year. You're just doing part-time faith. You're in sin, as the scripture says. And sin opens the door for the devil. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, it says that the, the devil comes in. You, you've given the door for the, you've opened the door for the devil to walk in. There's a song out there. It says, close the door, keep out the devil. Light your candle, everything will be all right. You see, folks, that's what we got to do. We got to close the door to the devil. Only you can do this. Only you can do this. It's not Pastor Bill. It's not Shannon Davis on the Make Men Live. It is you that has to say no to the devil. You got to close the door. It's like those pesty salesmen that come knocking on your door. Let me in. Let me in. I'm going to say something. Close the door. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> you know, you don't want to buy anything from them. Do you want something? You'll go down to Walmart or something. <laughs> so you see, folks, you got to close the door. But it says right here in verse three, it says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So from the beginning of the trial to the end of the trial, you're going to allow patience to do its perfect work. That you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. But through this vile, uh, through this various trials and temptations, if you lack wisdom, boy, I'll tell you something. When I go through those trials and tribulations, I'm immediately asking God, I need wisdom. 
I need to know how to get through this. I need to know what weapon do I need to use to conquer the demons that are coming after me. And he says right here, it says in verse 5, that's uh, James chapter 1, verse 5, says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to you all liberally without reproach. We have a liberal, we have a liberary God. We have a liberal God who's going to give a whole bunch to you. And it doesn't matter if your life is not perfect. He's going to give it to you, he says. But you need to ask in faith. And this is where the problem is. Because many of you, faith is so strange to you. You you don't know anything about faith. You know fear. Oh, you know fear. Fear's your bud. Fear's been with you all your life. And you know how you talk with fear. You walk with fear. You know, fear, you just got fear all over you. But if you're in fear, you're not in faith. So if you're in fear, you're in sin. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Let me share you, let me educate you about the demonology here. Demonology, wherever you find fear, you're going to find doubt. Wherever you find doubt, you're going to find unbelief. These three spirits hang out together. And so here it says, if you lack wisdom, let God, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally, got a liberally God, without approach, and it will be given to him. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. For he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. See, the devil wants you to be unstable in all his, all your ways. He wants you to be double-minded. He wants you, oh, I'm going to live by faith today, and then uh, a few hours later, I'm going to live by fear. You know, you can't go back and forth. You're going to have to make the decision, who are you going to stay with? Is it going to be faith, or is it going to be fear? And if it's going to be faith, then you need to divorce fear, kick them out of your life, so you can start living a life of blessings that will overtake you. Fear stops those blessings. You see, folks, when we go through these baptism of suffering, God wants you to learn something. You've got to count it all joy. Get into your joy zone so you can make it through the trial and learn patience and allow patience to complete you and lacking in nothing so you can be ready for the master for all good works. Now, that just brings us up. We just laid a foundation there. Now we're going to bring it up to the to first Corinthians chapter 10. All right. Now, God had uh, wonderfully given us a a chapter here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, a warning to you and to me and to every Christian in this world. This is the key warning from God telling us. In this day, in this hour, in this future, we are in the days of Noah. We are in the last days, folks. We're in the days of Noah now. This is where it's all coming together. It's all coming down. We've been living for this moment. Are you ready for the showdown? Are you prepared for the showdown? Then start living a life without sin. Start walking 
a life of holiness and righteousness. This is where God wants you to be. In First uh, Corinthians chapter 10, it says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Three, all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Folks, this passage, what I just read, talks about, this is about the Israelites. They, they've been freed from Egypt. They're wandering in the wilderness right now. And God had baptized them. The whole entire Israelites belong to God, just like when you recognize you uh, you completed Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. And then you follow through to Romans chapter 6 through water baptism. Now you belong to God. You're a new creation. And so they all belong to God. That's what this is saying. But God says, but most of them, God was not pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. That's telling you, you know, that's where that creepy music should come out. You know, uh oh, something's going on here. Why are their bodies laying in the wilderness? Verse 6, now these things became our examples. Okay, so their bodies laying in the wilderness is our example. These were dead body folks. To the intent that we should not lust after evil things. Oh, here it is, right on target, right on point. Now, these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they lusted. Verse 7, do not become idolaters as some of them, as it was written, they sat and eat and drank and rose up to play. Let us not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And one day, check this out. And one day, listen now, 23,000 fell. God had enough because of the rebellion and sexual, committing sexual immorality. God brought judgment to 23,000 people. Of the Israelites, they died in one day because they committed sin against God. God told them, don't do it. They didn't care. They can continue doing it. That's a lot of bodies being stacked up, folks. It says, let us not tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by the serpents. Now we're going to get to the juicy part here. Okay, this is verse 10. Nor complain, as some of them also complain, and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now, we're going to focus on that verse there, and we're going to continue on. Now, all these things happened to them as examples, as they, as they were written for our warning upon whom the ends of the age have come. Folks, this was written for us. We're in the days of Noah right now. There's so much evil to lust on now. We are warned we better not lust. We better not go out there and party hardy. We better not be doing sexual immorality because 23,000 died in one day. We're not to be tempting Christ, testing the limits, how far we can go in sin. And we're not to complain. 
You know, some of you people complain about your body. You complain about your eyesight. You complain about your health. You complain about uh, you don't have enough money. You complain about uh, your boss is just working to you too hard. You're complaining about uh, you don't have this or that, you know, in your life. Complaining, as some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Who's the destroyer, folks? Who is the destroyer? Wow. The destroyer came. That's what we're going to focus on. Who is the destroyer? Now, we're going to turn to Hebrews 11.28. Now, you guys are going to be blown away by this. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborns of Israel. This is talking about the passage of the Israelites that were in captivity of Egypt. And God said through Moses, he says, I want you to go ahead and uh, sacrifice a perfect lamb and take the blood and put it on your doorpost because the spirit, the the destroyer is going to come and take the firstborn. Folks, who's the destroyer? Do you realize committing the sin of complaining opens a door for the destroyer to come that will bring you into the baptism of suffering? No, you never knew this, did you? Yeah, that's what we're reading. That's what we're discovering right now. This is a revelation of God's word. That be complaining. How many Christians complain? Thousands of them complain. Thousands of Christians are sick. Thousands of Christians are suffering through the baptism of suffering because they complained. They need to repent. Let's go on to the next verse, Revelation. And we're going to go to Revelation chapter 9, verse 11. And we're going to start at verse 7. Where it says, we're going to get the contents here. The shape of the locusts were like horses prepared for battle. On their heads were crowns of something like gold. And their faces were like faces of men. They had hair like women's hair. And their teeth like lion's teeth. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions. And there were stingers in their tails. Their power was to hurt men for five months. Wow. And they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit. Who's the angel of the bottomless pit? whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon. But in the Greek, his name is Apollyon. The destroyer is Apollyon. Folks, when you complain, Apollyon, the destroyer, is come to steal, kill, and destroy your life. To 
ravage you and to kill you. When God tells us this warning in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and these other warnings, we must heed and obey or the baptism of suffering will quickly come upon you. Let's pray. Father God, let the word here penetrate, permeate our heart. Convict us of any sin of complaining in our lives that we have opened the door where this Apollyon has come to steal, kill, and destroy our life. Father God, forgive us. Forgive us for complaining. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us. And you could repeat after me, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I ask for forgiveness of complaining. I receive that forgiveness. And I ask for the forgiveness for myself and every part inside me. And I choose this day to forgive myself. Wash me, cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Holy Spirit, come and fill me now with your joy. And I purpose in my heart to zip my lips up and to stop complaining and start rejoicing in the joy of the Lord. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. Give God a shout. Amen. Powerful word today. The baptism of suffering with Pastor Bill French. And um, if you're here for the first time, we want to welcome you. We want to tell people um, now, Brother Bill, about Luke 418 Radio. What is Luke 418 Radio? And what do you got available and how do people find it? Absolutely, folks. Luke 418 Radio is a 24 Christian radio station that is playing Christian music 24-7 and podcasts, powerful, deep teaching podcasts that you will learn how to live in the kingdom of God as a son and daughter of the Most High God. It is also a deliverance radio station where we have teachings on deliverance and sometimes live deliverance. On Monday night, that was last night at 7 p.m. Pacific time, I am Pastor Valerie French, or the DJ host, and Kenneth Ramsby. We are broadcasting live from coast to coast and worldwide, and we are speaking about topics that need to be addressed in the Church of Christ because God calls us to holiness and righteousness to be sacred unto the Lord. And folks, time is coming where Christ is coming back. And we must prepare and endure to the end. And this is one of the stations you need to tune into to get filled up, trained up, to be strong in the Lord 
and in his mighty power. That's Luke418radio.com. You can go to any website or actually can go to your app store, download the Luke418 Radio Network app, and tune in today, and you can be able to tune in anywhere around the world. It would be an awesome to meet you. You can go to the webpage of the Luke418radio.com, scroll down to the bottom, click on contact. Type in your name and your email and say hello. We would love to correspond with you. Amen. Folks, uh, get over and check out Luke418radio.com if you have not done so already. Um, Praise the Lord. This has been a powerful message tonight. And uh, it spoke to me, Brother Bill, because I realized, you know, um, Jesus said, all those in, or the word says, all those in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And there's a lot going on in this world, folks, that is demonically driven. Enemy wants to wear you down. He wants to get you discouraged, wants to get you to tap out, to turn your back on Christ, to quit, to tap out when things don't go your way. Folks, we haven't seen nothing yet. It says when the footman wears you, what happens when the horsemen come? And uh, i just bring it back home here. Um, my family got hit with a nasty viral infection. And people been tuning in for any time, uh, any amount of length of time, know that it's, it's an ongoing battle that we have over here in Bali. It's horrible. Every six weeks, somebody's sick. And, you know, it rotates with the family. Uh, sinus infections, humidity out of whack. It's crazy mold. But this week, or last week, Brother Bill, my brother Damon came in, first family member who's visited me um, yet from America. We've been here seven years. Haven't had to be able to, until recently, even have a family member in. The place was still locked down unless you had the COVID bags. And they dropped all the rules. My brother got in, hoping my mom can come and see us. She'd never seen our, our kids. Uh, they're growing fast now. Make a long story longer. My brother gets in. He gets sick. Uh, he's laid up in his room. And I have seen this before in my own family. I knew it could be weeks if we didn't get him on some medication. So I went and got him some Zethromax, some erythromycin. And we prayed. And, you know, I believe the prayer worked uh, faster than Zethromax because he was raised up in a day or so. I said, wow, you, you know, you were looking bad, sounding bad. And that Zethromax haven't even had time to kick in. But prayer, God raised you up. So I saw speedy right. healing. And, of course, he finished the antibiotics, right, like you should. But, Brother Bill, uh, am my audio still coming through for you? Just double check. Absolutely. He um, sounds great. I got sick. Praise God, I was only down a few days. Fast forward, uh, over the weekend, Mama started coughing. And I said, oh, no, Mama's got it, whatever it was. Then uh, baby Judah, four years old, began to run a fever. I picked him up out of the car the other day, and I said, Mom, he's got a light fever. Oh, no. Then it went to burning hot. Then baby Jemima she she was taken out uh, with this viral attack or bacteriological. We don't know what it is. She's sick, running a fever. Then a worker that we have that her name is Josie. She's laid out, flu, fever. 
I said, oh, no. Went to pick up Jeremiah today from school, our oldest boy. He's six. He was doing fine. He stepped foot in the car, and within a matter of minutes, he began to get sick. I'm like, what in the in hell is happening here? This is a, a demonic attack. Everybody's down for the count. A few hours ago, people are mo- they're moaning. Mom's moaning. Oh, my joints hurt. Babies are crying, vomiting. And I said, oh, thank you, Jesus, that I am still up and running. If I was down for the count, it would be horrible. Usually, mom's uh, strong, and I'll be, I'll be down for the count of the kids. And I said, God have mercy. If I'm down, then we're all sick. And uh, I prayed for him, Brother Bill. We got some others to pray. Did some spiritual warfare put mama on antibiotics, went over and put our friend uh, Yossi on antibiotics today. I'm watching the kids. I think I'm going to have to put them on some ivermectin tomorrow. I can get ivermectin, but only from Australia. Comes in as a dog, ivermectin. Sadly, uh, almost impossible to get it over here. Funny that the FDA has finally approved it for use against the flu. And uh, I said all that to say this. Horrible today, brother. Everybody sick and laid out. And I'm trying to do my best to nurse them, give them drinks, change the garbage can when they vomit, make them comfortable. And uh, prayed, got other people to pray, and I got a little bit angry. And I had to repent. I said, Lord, why didn't you just immediately heal them? You know, I prayed. Two or three are gathered in his name, Jesus in the midst. And uh, your message really spoke to me tonight, the baptism of suffering. Folks, we haven't seen nothing yet. Now, my family is going to recover. I know that. I know God heard the prayers. Uh, It's a recovery. It wasn't instant. But how easy it is to get offended. And we haven't seen nothing yet, folks. There's going to be a great falling away before Christ comes back, it says. And there's worse things that can happen to to a person. You can lose someone and through death, or go to jail, or lose a, you know, or lose your job because you won't bow your knee to the new world order. Or they could take what you have, even take your life as they're doing to some Christians abroad right now, who will not renounce Christ. You know, you can get on a plane right now and go to Mozambique and find people that have lost family members, their their death sentence was because they were a Christian. They crucify and behead people over in Mozambique. Or they were doing it a few years ago. And you think, is that really happening? Of course it is. Horrible things are happening already to Christians across the world. And and we want to tap out because it doesn't go our way because I I prayed and I didn't get an immediate healing. Am I going to get angry? I had to repent. You know, God is speaking me through your message tonight the baptism of suffering all those in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution it says Jesus said if they persecuted me they'll persecute you is the servant greater than the master I think it's the apostle Paul brother Bill that says through much persecution and suffering tribulation we enter into the kingdom of God folks it goes with the territory you haven't seen nothing yet 
And Jesus warned us. He warned about those that when they heard the word with joy, they received the gospel, but they weren't rooted in Christ. They hadn't counted the cost. And when persecution came for the cause of Christ, they got offended and they tapped out and they fell away, they backslid. We can't afford to be thin-skinned and uh, to get angry at the Lord uh, when suffering comes our way. I mean, I'm suffering right now. My whole family's sick, laid out. And, you know, yeah, I'd like to have them healed instantly, and sometimes God does that. But are we going to get angry when he doesn't do it uh, on our conditions or as fast as we want? And, you know, this doesn't isn't just limited to, you know, you're praying for someone, you don't see an immediate healing. It could be some other. You're, you know, you're believing God for this or that, and, you know, you wanted it to happen this way, but it doesn't happen that way. Are we going to get angry at God and tap out? God's looking to condition us so that we can survive what's coming. Because war on the saints is coming. It says Satan is going to make war on the saints, even wear them out. And we've got to be able to endure suffering, persecution, tribulation, even loss of our life. If it comes down to it, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. You don't tap out and renounce Christ and take that mark of the beast or you're damned to hell, folks. It's coming. There's people that are not prepared for what is coming. And sometimes they're saying, Lord, I'm not prepared. Get me prepared. Well, he's working on me. I'm a work in progress. And you know what? Uh, God never makes a mistake. And Jesus said, I'll never leave nor forsake you. But we've got to, just to sum up what I'm saying here, we get, okay, the Lord gave me the scripture, Pastor Bill. It says, here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Here are those that overcome by the, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and love not their lives unto the death. we got to be patient, folks. In the midst of extreme persecution, tribulation, suffering, not tap out, not get angry at God, not be like Job's wife who said, why don't you just curse God and die, Job? Yeah, that's it, it would have been easy for him just to do that. But he didn't do it, thankfully. Um, are we are we going to curse God and die? Are we going to turn back turn our back on God when the going gets rough? We're going to put our hand to the plow and look back. It says we're not fit for the kingdom of God. It says those who will not pick up the cross and follow Jesus, Jesus said, are not worthy of me. You may be asked to give your life, and we probably will all die with our boots on if this thing continues to play out and the Lord tarries. For it's over with, maybe not. God's calling some people home right now. He said, your job's done. I'm bringing you home. You know, I don't know. But we've got to occupy till he returns or to, or he calls us home, whichever. Remain patient. Keep the faith and understanding that this just comes with the territory, folks. And we've got to be able to endure suffering as a soldier for Christ, not get angry, not tap out, not backslide, not curse God and die. Not be like Lot's wife and look back and was turned into a pillar of salt. Or get angry at God. If we want to get angry, we need to get angry to ourselves. I just said, Lord, forgive me. I just don't understand healing like I need to. 
And I'm asking you to show me if there's something I need to correct here. It may just be the house that I'm living in. It could be as simple as changing that or I might need to get out of this area. I don't know. But I said, God, if you want us to go, we'll go. If you want to stay, we'll stay. But my grace is sufficient for thee. The bottom line, and for you two out there, keep the faith. The faith will keep you. That's my micro-sermon. Brother Bill, <laughs> back to you. Hey, very good. <clears throat> very good. Praise the Lord. Let's pray for your household right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I bind you sickness, you disease, your infirmity, bind you with the threefold cord. I command you to leave that house, leave that property from the north, east, the south, and west, the height, the depth, the length, and width. Go to the pit now. So, Father God, we consecrate that property now to be holy ground. We loose the blood of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost fire and a hedge around that property from the north, the east, the south, and west, the height, the depth, and length, length and width in Jesus Christ's mighty name. We loose the angels of God to encamp around on your property to fight for you. We declare right now, all demons that are hanging around, go to the pit now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Don't ever come back to this property again. Father God, we just lose. Loose right now. We loose right now. Your divine healing by the stripes of Jesus Christ. I command every member in your family, line up to the word of God, be healed now. I curse that virus to die. I curse black mold to die now and not to grow on that property again. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen. I received that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And um, speaking of receive, Brother Bill, first order of business for every person out there is to make sure that you're ready to meet Jesus because your time, your number could be called at any moment. So point a man once died into judgment. There's a lot of things going on in the world that would be could hasten your death and mine. But God, and if we don't know Jesus, if we have not taken the time to search him out and receive his free gift, everything else you and I have done or could do is in vain. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Folks, first order of business is to make sure that you're ready to meet Jesus if the Spirit came out of your body tonight. There will be some people who will leave this planet tonight. I hope not on this broadcast, but it's estimated 150,000 people die worldwide somewhere every day and go into eternity. Most of them were probably not prepared. Are you prepared to meet Jesus? And are you prepared to endure to the end? Uh, What does a person need to do, Brother Bill, if they have not made a decision for Christ? Or, as one brother wrote me just today, praise God for this report. He said, I was tuning into a program y'all did this week. And he said, I recommitted my life back to Jesus. He was not ready to meet Jesus. But the Holy Spirit had not given up on him and tugged on his heart. And he felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He knew that he could not put off the decision any longer. He was very wise to make the decision to call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ being saved while he could be found. Because he could have put it off another day and who knows what could have happened. He might have lost that opportunity. Like you might lose your opportunity, folks, if you hasten one more day. If you're not ready to meet Jesus, or if you've known him in the past, but you've had a falling out with the Lord, maybe you got angry when things were not going right. Or maybe you got pulled off in another area, 
And you know that it's been a long time since you had a talk with Jesus. Uh, Brother Bill, what can a person do to be saved and also to be reconciled back if they have lost their way? Back to you. I'm glad you asked that. Well, folks, listen now. Salvation's not in a prayer. It's in your decision. You will it. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verses 90, 10, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, it's a twofold, a sound and a frequency coming out of your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved. That's a commitment. That's the first pre-salvation, okay? But that doesn't get you into the kingdom. That's where you make the decision, I'm going to follow Christ all the days of my life, no matter what. You must make it a lifestyle. After you make that decision, okay, then you follow through immediately with water baptism, Romans chapter 6, being submerged under water. And what takes place there is a miracle and it's sacred that you being crucified with Christ and now being laid underwater into the grave, being buried with Christ and you're being submerged under the water. And as Christ was resurrected from the grave, you are being brought out from the grave and live a new life unto God. Folks, this is a miracle. This is sacred. This is something that takes place in the spiritual realm, that there's a change of ownership. Lucifer, when you're born into this world, you belong to Lucifer, and sin has you. And when you died with Christ, the ownership has changed to Christ now as you've been resurrected And you belong to Christ Jesus. You live a new life because he owned you. He paid and bought for you. Now, I want you to understand something. That now gets you into the kingdom. Okay? That gets you into the kingdom of God. But there's something else you must do. That gets you into the kingdom. But now you got to do something to stay in the kingdom. In John chapter 15, it states that you must draw close to Jesus so he can draw close to you. You must study his word. You must um, apply the instructions, follow the rules in the kingdom of God, build that relationship with him. In Mark chapter um, 25, I believe it is. No, it's in Matthew chapter 25. It talks about the 10 virgins. They, they, they were waiting for Christ to return. They were um, excited for his return, but five were not really prepared. They, they knew of him. They, they wanted to be with him, but they didn't have a relationship with him. And there was five that did. So only five of the total of ten went with Christ. And so the door was closed. Now, the other five came up after, beating on the door. Let us in. Let us in. We love you. We love you. And he says, go away. I never knew you. See, that's the key. I never knew you. You see, many Christians think that, well, I said the prayer, and now I'm baptized. I have fire insurance. And they continue their life of sin. There's no transformation. When you get into the kingdom of God, there has to be transformation taking place. And that transformation is less of you and more of Christ. So you become Christ-like. 
You see, folks, there's a process. It's a three-step process. Willing it, confessing. Lord Jesus, you just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I confess you as Lord. I want you to be my God, my Savior. I will to be a faithful servant to you. I believe, Father God, that you raised Jesus from the dead. And now... I receive you as my God, my friend, my healer, and deliverer, Jesus the Christ. Thank you. Now, what you must do now is immediately get a hold of a pastor in your neighborhood. If you want to contact me, go to Luke418radio.com and uh, just get scroll down to the bottom of the webpage and click on contact. Tell them, Pastor Bill, I'm interested in the virtual water baptism. Folks, we do virtual water baptism. We put it right up there on Zoom. You get near to a place where somebody can submerge you and bring you back up, I'll baptize you in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something, that works. That's fantastic. But you see, if you don't get baptized right away, you have a powerful spiritual demonic warfare trying to keep you from being baptized because that's what gets you into the kingdom of God. And folks, according to scripture, as Jesus has modeled, when he was baptized and when he was brought back up, the Holy Spirit came and rested upon him. And that's when Father God said, I am well pleased with my son. That is when you get the Holy Spirit because you died. You have died to this world. You died to Lucifer. The ownership is no longer there. And now you belong to Christ and the Holy Spirit dwells inside you. But there's a process between um, making that decision for Christ and willing it and being baptized. There's a spiritual warfare that goes on. And so this is why I say immediately you need to get baptize water baptism immediately so contact me if you'd like that to happen we would happen to do a virtual baptism for you and folks you christians out there listen listen now listen very carefully i speak to you and every part inside you jesus the christ of nazareth loves you very very much and he proved his love to you he who endured the torture, the ripping of his flesh, the pain, the agony. And then he was nailed to the cross. He endured that for you, and he gave up his own life just for you. He paid the price. God was satisfied for your sins. It's time to come back home to the arms of the Father. It's time to come back to his love. It's time to say no to sin, no to the devil, and yes to Jesus and his love. So I pray for you right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Just pray with me. Father God, forgive me. I have gone astray from you. I've been so deceived and confused. Feelings of you wouldn't want me back. Jesus, hold me. I need you. I want you to be my God and Savior. Renew me. Cleanse me. 
I choose to forsake sin. I choose to live with you. Holy Spirit, come in and fill me now with the glory of God, with the joy of the Lord. I choose to live for you by faith all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Amen. Amen. Folks, if you're coming in late, you missed a great message. We'll title The Baptism of Suffering. Pastor Bill French. Brother Bill, as we're preparing to close, tell people, again, who may not uh, know about Luke 418 Radio, maybe a new listener out there tonight, uh, how they can find you. Also, how people can support your ministry, please. Praise the Lord. You can go to Luke418radio.com. Folks, that's Luke418radio.com. Tune in to live broadcast 24-7 of the outstanding anointed Christian music that will bring the presence of God no matter where you are out, uh, where you're out in the world. And others, we have our anointed podcast being played. So tune in. When the um, Omega Man goes off the air, switch right over to the Luke 418 Radio. If you'd like to support our ministry, go to Luke418radio.com. Click on giving and support God's work worldwide. We love you. God bless you. You have a great day. My friend, it's an honor to be your friend, to have you here tonight. We love and appreciate you and Sister Valerie. And um, have a great day over there. Get me the next day, brother. Let's get you back on soon. It was awesome. Amen. Love you now. God bless you. Bye-bye. See you soon. That was Pastor Bill French. Shouts out to uh, Sister Adriana, Gail, Jen, Henry, Janice, Fred, Cindy, others out there tuning in. Wherever you're tuning in from, glad to have you. This is a live program that we're doing every day, Monday through Friday. We start at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. We go to about 1. Uh, We can go later if we need to. And um, if you miss these programs live, don't worry. I'll upload these to our podcast channel. You can get them Uh, in a matter of minutes or a few hours tops from the time we close. And we'll put them up on our website, omegamanradio.com. They go up on Podbean Channel, about 10 other networks. Now, if you're not aware of this, we also have a second podcast that I'm building. It's called The Omega Man Reloaded. And I'm going back, working on it, the archive of over 10,300 shows we've done. Remastering many of them. And we're uploading them and basically they're new broadcasts for most of you that are tuning in today unless you've been with me consistently for the last 13 years you probably haven't heard thousands upon thousands of great messages like heard today with Pastor Bill many of them also have open lines deliverance you can hear real deliverance going on that's how I learned listening to others minister in deliverance and uh Boy, the demons like to manifest, I'm here to tell you, on Omega Man Radio. We know how to push their buttons. Or as Peter Whiffen did, pick a fight. That's what we do. Um, Go check out our archives 
and you're going to find some amazing stuff that can help you. That's why God called us in 2010 to launch Omega Man Radio. And he's brought out many awesome men and women of God to help teach and equip the saints, train us for what's coming. All this in preparation for the Great Tribulation, War of the Saints, so that we can endure to the end. We don't get deceived. Take that mark. uh, Tap out. We remain patient, keep the faith, and go to our reward. Jesus is coming back, folks. And he says, Behold, I come quickly with my reward in my hand to give everyone according to their works. What we may have to yet go through is not going to last forever. We're going to look back and think, Man, I'm so thankful I pushed through and went for the prize. Like Paul said, Did not quit. I remained faithful to the end. It's required of a servant to be faithful. We'll look back and say, man, I'm so glad. There was nothing that the devil had to offer that compares to what Jesus has for those that love him and will obey him. And you have a a reason for being alive today. Mark 16 ministry is a great commission for every one of us that are still alive. Share the gospel. Pray for the sick. Cast out devils. Gifts of the Holy Spirit are available for today. And if it's just to bring one into the kingdom of God, what price can you put on salvation? What is a proper man if he gained the whole world and lost his soul? What can a man give for his soul? You know, we may not be called to be Billy Graham. That's okay. God may have you to go on missions no one ever knows about. But he knew about it. And you were faithful to whatever he put in your hand to do. That's all that he requires. Be faithful. We'll meet him one day and he'll say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. This is my micro sermon. Hope you enjoyed today's program. We also had a uh, Speak My Word episode today. We'll be back tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday. And again, you've got our uh, main podcast channel. Also, the Omega Man Reloaded, two podcasts. Plenty of content for you. And uh, you can find all that by going to my website, omegamanradio.com. God bless you all for tuning in. Father, God bless everyone that made it out today. Bless Pastor Bill, all those that tuned in today and will Recover us all in the blood of Jesus. Father God, send your word and heal those of us that be sick. Like you did before, you can do it today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Guide and direct all of our steps, Father God. We ask also that you would go before President Trump and be his defense. God, we ask that you would uncover what has been covered and exposed the work of the enemy that will be brought to light and those demons run like cockroaches when the lights are turned on that are trying to persecute him and persecute all patriots and Christians and Bible believers and those that don't want to go with the NWO in Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray Amen